TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast. The only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. I am Mags, and uh, I'm flying solo today. Carlos is a, a little bit undis- indisposed, so let's quickly go through the card. Um, so we were watching. I was watching UFC Fight Night, uh, Vegas. 27 headlined by Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt. So going through these uh these prelims, we started the night with Demir Ismagalov getting the decision against Rafael Alves in the lightweight division. Then we got uh, our first finish of the night, David Dvorak getting the first round sub against uh Juan Camilo Ronderos, who was a, a last-minute replacement. Then we got Joshua Koulibau getting the decision against Sha Yilan in the featherweight division. And then in the flyweight, uh, Bruno Silva with the first-round knockout of Victor Rodriguez. Welterweight, Court McGee uh, picked up the decision against Claudio uh, Silva. And then in the in the uh, heavyweight division then this uh, no disrespect to the fighters but this was a uh, very much kind of like <laughs> David versus Goliath uh, Ben Rothwell picking up the the second round uh, submission against Chris Barnett uh, yeah that, I mean that's a fight that needs to be seen to be believed it was uh, yeah um, go and watch it guys um, so we opened the main card with a uh, a fight in the in the uh, middleweight division. Jack Hermanson, uh, ever present in the the top five, taking on Edmund Shabazin. Uh Yeah, really, uh, very kind of like a, a styles clash of fight with uh, Jack Hermanson, obviously known for his uh, his elite level wrestling and ground game, and Edmund Shabazin with with a really top draw. Um, uh, uh, striking and and uh, great work on the feet, uh, and it really kind of like uh, balanced out for for um, for Shabazin in the first round at least. Uh, his striking really kind of like took took uh, hold of the fight, and Jack Hermanson was was trying to almost kind of punch his way into getting uh, the takedowns, but everything that he was attempting was uh, was getting stuffed by uh, Shabazin. Coming into the second, and uh, Manson was was much more aggressive, uh, trying to really score that takedown. And in, in Nausea had to had to do it. He was able to to get a single leg. Shabazzan uh, was was uh, good at getting elbows off from the floor, uh, but uh, Manson uh, was able to get the the fight to the ground uh, and was uh, was able to to really start trying to control Shabazzan. Was uh, eventually secured the neck, but uh, because of the high angle that he had, it uh, Shabazzan was able to use that as as a way to get off the off the ground and get back to the feet. Um, Hamanta did try and kind of like almost drag Edmund Shabazzan back to the ground, but uh, it was it was no go. Um, so Shabazzan then attempted to to uh, use um, Hamanta's uh, desperation for for a takedown to his own advantage and and tried to grab for a guillotine a, a couple of times, uh, but unfortunately it didn't really work for him, and, and it meant that that. Uh, 
uh, Hermanson was able to get uh, top control again, um, but um, it was a very tight second second round by uh, by the guys. Um, but uh, I think Jack Hermanson's wrestling skills kind of like really started to shine through. And going through into uh, into the third round, uh, it was a lot of the same stuff. He was able to get. Uh, get Shabazin uh, down to the ground a lot more, uh, was able to, to keep control of him a lot more, um, keeping him pinned to the floor, putting all his weight on Shabazin to uh, to kind of tire the to guy out, and then was landing some great kind of ground and pound uh, with the, the hammer fists and the elbows, which ended up covering, uh, cutting Shabazin up, and there was a hell of a lot of blood. This whole, this whole card had a, a lot of blood, all the way, all the way through it. To be fair, uh, this this third round could have easily been a, a ten eight for Hamanson. The the control that he had on the ground was was so uh, so much better than he had in the first two rounds. All three judges, uh, I think, gave that final round a ten eight, um, which meant that Hamanson got twenty nine twenty seven all the way across the board. Uh, good victory for him, especially considering that first round when he was getting quite outclassed. The second fight on the main card saw us back in the featherweight division when we had uh, Bill Algior taking on Ricardo Hamos. Um, interesting fight, again, kind of like the first fight, it was a, um, basically a striker taking on a wrestler. Uh, the difference in this fight, though, is that the, the wrestler also had quite good hands as well. Um, Bill Algior, all the way through this fight, um, seemed incredibly confident in his skill set, and as he should be, really, because he is a, a very, very good striker, but it was almost like too confident, kind of like cocky with the way he was, he was acting, and um, for for me, it came unstuck for him, and he, and he got uh, soundly beaten in this fight, uh, whilst he was slightly better probably in terms of uh, getting his shots off uh, what Ramos had in his game was was the, the takedowns and was the, the, the switching levels and, and the, the great skill in controlling Algeo, uh when it, when it comes to uh, the grappling and that for me was the was the difference maker in this fight that uh, that Ramos was able to to drive the action to the cage for for clinching up against the cage or to get the takedowns. Uh, maybe not so much at will because uh, that would be a bit uh, unfair to Algio to say that uh, he didn't have any kind of defence, but uh, he was certainly uh, bullied up against the cage and on, onto the floor. Uh, and then uh, Ramos was was able to also land a lot of uh, a lot of his own good shots. Um, like I said, Algio was 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 a slightly better on on the feet in terms of like landing shots. But um, he's he's just he's just cockiness. There was just one kind of like uh, plan of action with him, and it was it was just to keep the fight on the feet and and kind of almost uh, um, outwork uh, Hamas. But unfortunately, he wasn't able to do that because Hamas had that that other kind of uh, that other kind of like facet to his arsenal with the takedowns. Um, and the 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 end of the fight kind of like signalled how uh, it went. It was when uh, Hamas was able to catch a kick and trip Aljo off balance. Uh, all three judges, uh, oh no, two judges gave this thirty twenty seven and one judge to uh, twenty nine twenty eight in in favour of Hamas. And for me, I I have to agree. I I would have personally gave him all three rounds. 
uh, going into the third out of six fights now and we had uh, Norma Dumont taking on Felicia Spencer uh, and again this was a a really uh, interesting fight between between the two women. Um, the first round was dominated by Norma Dumont and and the the leg kicks that was keeping Spencer at bay, um, and the the jabs also seemed to uh, to land a, a lot better. Uh, Spencer kind of did try to walk forward, but she was just too slow and, uh, off the mark to 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 really pull anything off. Uh, Dumont was able to land the low kicks. Uh, and then and then get out of the way. Uh, when Spencer did start landing so much, um, she was eating shots for every shot that she took. So it was kind of a struggle for uh, for Spencer to get any kind of real offense or real kind of like bunches of offense off at once. Uh, coming into uh, the second round, and again it was a, a lot of the the same stuff. Uh, uh, Dumont was able to use the her kicks to uh, keep keep enough space that she was then able to land uh, land the the punches in bunches that, that uh, she was able to to land in the first round. Um, there was a there was a point in in, in the middle of this uh, this round where uh, both girls were were throwing lots and lots of shuff, uh, lots and lots of stuff. Uh, but Demont was the one who came out and scored the more uh, cleaner shots, I suppose. Um, staggered uh, Felicia Spencer quite a little bit uh, with some uh, big body shots. Uh, Spencer did land a, a massive um, right hand, but it almost kind of like bounced off the chin of Demont, and Demont just <laughs> just almost terminated us away through it. Um, Dumont as well when when it came to kind of grappling she was also the much stronger opponent which is uh, quite interesting really considering uh, just how uh, big at this weight uh, Felicia Spencer really really is um, I know uh, that um, Norma Dumont's team are looking for her to drop down to uh, to bantamweight uh, but I think she, they, they're looking for her to do it as slow and steady so the weight is manageable and, and it's not a case of cutting 10, 15 pounds in the last couple of days of, of a, a camp uh, and, and really tearing out. They want her to, to be kind of that, that being a walk around weight, which is the most sensible way to do it. Anyway, going into the third round, uh, I think this was uh, probably Felicia Spencer's better round. Uh, she was able to land a lot more kicks, land a lot more shots. Um, she actually uh, was able to um, to uh, defend the takedown, and, and there was a there was a point where she got actually swept to the floor uh, and was able to to uh, get straight back up and, and force uh, Norma Dumont up against the cage and was landing a few knees and elbows uh, within the clinch. Uh, but for me, it was just a little too little too late and uh, Norma Dumont had, had won the fight in the first two rounds and, and uh, Felicia Spencer for me needed a finish in that third round um, so for me the, the third was a, a t the tightest round you could if you, you could have easily given it to Spencer but one judge even gave all three rounds to Norma Dumont and I can't really blame them for that uh, it was a, a razor thin round uh, but a good victory for, for Norma Dumont and she'll be perhaps looking to be on Amanda Nunes' radar in the, the very near future. Uh, going into the next fight, we had a couple of uh, heavyweights again. Uh, Justin Taffer taking on Jared Vanderaar. Uh, wow, this was just a, a, 
a fight for if you love boxing you'll you'll enjoy this fight it was it was no airs and graces no kind of like uh technical wrestling this was this just two big beefy bastards punching the living shit out of each other um a lot of blood in this fight. Uh, uh, there's a massive gash to uh, Jared Vanderar's uh, head. It's uh, yeah, it was it was not a nice looking cut. Uh, but every time Justin Taffer landed a shot on it, it just absolutely poured out with blood. Um, the the commentary made a good comment about him looking kind of like Two Face from Batman. That one one half of his face looked normal, and the other side was, it looked like an absolute horror show. Um, but don't let the 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 blood deceive you. Um, Jerry uh, Vanderar still landed a hell of a lot of good stuff in this fight. Uh, first round, he was able to to mix it up with uh, with uh, kicks and and with the punches. Um, Justin Taffer, obviously, we know him as someone who, who does rely on that that big overhand right. Uh, and you could tell there was there was points in this fight where that's all he was looking for uh, the overhand right sometimes the overhand left um, he did land a few punches in bunches against the cage and, and really kind of like uh, took the wind out of Van Der Haar's sails but all in all all the way through this fight I think Van Der Haar had the better of the action uh, even though he, he came out looking the more worse for wear uh, I think he he did land a lot more of his shots he was able to to uh, to cause more damage, ironic that he he was the one with the the massive uh, cut on his face. But it was just a mixture of of, uh, of attack that he had with the kicks, something that that Justin Taffer didn't really kind of mix a lot of up. Uh, and when it comes into like the pocket fighting, when they were fighting inside that that kind of form box style, uh, it was uh, it was Vanderal that was landing the the bigger shots. Uh, both guys have an absolute chin on him and. Uh, um, this was actually a really impressive fight for Justin Taffer, someone who's uh, who's not had the best record in the UFC. But um, for 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 me, Jared Vanderar picked up the 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 decision uh, fairly, and he gets a, a win back in that in that column after after losing on his debut not so long ago. Call main event time, and we had Cookie Monster Carlos Barza, the first ever uh, UFC strawweight champion, taking on Jan Janan. Um, and wow, if you want to see uh, a dominant fighter, somebody who whose uh, UFC career kind of went down on a downward spiral after after being that inaugural champion, uh, she uh, she was always kind of at the top of the division, always kind of like looking of uh, looking at again another title shot. But just when it come to winning that that big fight, she uh, Carla was just unable to get over that hump. But this time with the fight against uh, uh, Yan uh, someone who was actually going into this fight unbeaten in the UFC uh, I think she was 6-0 and all. Um, she absolutely dominated Yan um, straight away Yan uh, made the hugest mistake you could against a, a person with the wrestling calibre of Carla Esparza uh, she came out swinging uh, and, and Carla was able to instantly switch uh, switch stands 
get the takedown uh, and was just five rounds of absolute bullying uh, by Carla Esparza uh, going for, for uh, to, to lock up the head uh, going for, for leg control into she could switch from uh, positions on, on the ground as and when she wanted to uh, Jan uh, she had all the fat in the world trying to use her, her hip and her hips and her power to to escape or to scramble but you, you don't have an it, it's like being trapped in a spider's web when you're wrestling with someone with the the level of Esparza she was just so dominant uh, in the first round uh, she tried to go through a lot of submissions and, and fair play to uh, Jan she was able to avoid those submissions but uh, when Carla realised that maybe those uh, the armbar wasn't wasn't uh, coming she just started landing punches and elbows and absolutely just split uh, Jan Jadan's head wide open uh, a very very dominant first round coming into the second and and Jan didn't try and shoot in with the with the quick offense she was able she was much more patient um, tried to uh, to attack from range with with uh, kicks and 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 long range jabs but Carla was able to duck and and slide straight in and get uh, Jan back on the floor um, she uh, got the crucifix which she uh, she actively said that she was looking for and just absolutely started destroying uh, Yang Jinan's face with elbows and punches again uh, uh, she isolated the, the arm and was again maybe uh, tempted to go for the submission but uh, I think the, the fact that she just had Yan uh, in a position where she could not defend, she just decided to rain down hammer blows, and Keith Peterson had had no option but to come out and and uh, and call an end to the fight. So a huge, huge victory for Carla Esparza, and, and she'll definitely be uh, looking for a matchup against Rose Namajunas in the in the very near future. So let's go on to this main event, uh, the fact that we uh, that the car was built about uh, Rob Font making uh, great waves here in this bantamweight division, uh, got himself up to uh, third in 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 the rankings, and Cody Garbrandt, former champion, uh, but been kind of on a on a bit of a slide recently. Uh, Think he, he lost three in a row after after being champion, uh, knocked out quite a few times, but uh, was was really on the road to to redemption uh, after after the the last victory against uh, Rafael Asuncao. Uh, but unfortunately, he's going to have to go back to the drawing board because in out throughout this fight, he was uh, he was absolutely dominated by by Rob Fom. Uh, it went the distance uh, for uh, and props to, to Cody for being able to do that but Rob Font came with a, a really good game plan of kind of like controlling the fight from the uh, the middle of the octagon uh, knowing that he had a six inch uh, uh, gap in, in, in range so knowing that Cody had to come in and take some shots to be able to, to land some of his own uh, Rob Font uh, had the, the perfect plan of just uh, keeping Keeping uh, Garbrandt uh, at bay with with the with the uh, the jab, 
knowing that there's not going to be a lot that uh, Cody Garbrandt can do unless he wants to come in and, and take some damage. And that's what that's essentially what had, had to happen all the way through uh, through the five rounds. Cody Garbrandt uh, was was playing very much playing possum, trying to like keep out of the range of of Rob Font, but unfortunately that meant he wasn't landing a lot of his a lot of his own stuff. Uh, we all know that Cody's got that that uh, cannon uh, of an arm, uh, that that uh, kind of like bent arm hook that just can absolutely floor people and he went for it for a few times in, in, in this fight but he was just not able to get anywhere near uh, Rob Font because of that, that uh, rangy jab and as uh, whilst the jab didn't have as much power as maybe Cody's, uh, Cody's hook shots the the amount and the the kind of volume that Rob Font was throwing out, you could see that it was it was started to really kind of grind uh, Cody Garbrandt down. We get going into like the 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 second and and, and third round, uh, you could see how tired that Cody was, and this is someone who who uh, who's usually known for having great cardio, and you can tell that having COVID has really took an effect on him because he 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 was kind of struggling and slowing down a hell. Of a lot going into into the uh, the later rounds. Uh, Rob Font kind of got the the confidence to start going for takedowns. Uh, didn't really work well that much. Uh, Cody Garbrandt started going for his own, uh, and Rob was able to to kind of sprawl well and 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 really uh, uh, stuff the takedown. So the the fight didn't really end up going to the ground that much. It was more of a uh, traded on the feet. Um, and going into into the 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 championship rounds, the the fourth and fifth, uh, Garbrandt's uh, the volume of shots he was taking was just it was just too much for him, and you could see that uh, he was being beat by uh, almost kind of like death by a thousand cuts, rather than being knocked out by uh, a big heavy shot. Uh, and unfortunately we're coming into the fifth round and uh, you could see that Corda and his team uh, knew that they had to do something to to perhaps uh, uh, win this fight they needed a finish and caught for uh, for Cordy, he came out and he really did try and give his all in that in that last round. But again, he was just he was just outfoxed by a longer, taller Ranger opponent and was not able to to land the big shots that he needed. Uh, and and that that kind of started frustrating Cordy Garbrandt. Uh, normally, we we know Cordy being a very kind of an emotional fighter. He gets uh, he gets easily kind of vexed in 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 the octagon, and, and that's helped him in a lot of fights. It's uh, it's that passion that's helped him knock out people time after time. But unfortunately, that that plan doesn't always work, and people caught on to it. And uh, he did really well in the first four rounds to not fall into that trap of being an emotional fighter but in the fifth round when he knew he needed the knockout he started getting emotional and he was just not able to to uh to best uh rob font in this so unfortunately for for cody garbrandt it's another loss uh fourth loss now and uh yeah we'll see where that takes rob front uh, that could that could easily be him him in the hunt for the winner of of uh, Sterling versus Petty Antu, I suppose. So that is UFC 
uh, Fight Night Font versus Garbrandt in the books. Uh, no UFC next week. Uh, we finally get a bit of a break, but we'll be back on uh, the 6th of June for uh, another fight night. This time, uh, Jazinho Rosenstruck taking on Augusto Sakar and uh, Walt Harris taking on Martin Tabera in uh, the in two big, big heavyweight clashes. So uh, tune in to Five Rounds to hear the fallout from that. Uh, other than that, you can follow me on Twitter at Mags. Follow Carlos at Kurtbay underscore Carlos. Um, follow all the, the amazing networks at The Chair Shop, uh, at um, Visionaries Global Media, and at uh, shooting the sports ish uh, thank you all for listening and that is the end the chairshot.com always use your head <laughs>